The world needs messages of love, unity, compassion, and inclusivity now more than ever. And this podcast delivers that. Whether you're a parent, teacher, counselor, or energy healer, with the right intention, we all have the potential to be a healing presence for others. The truth is, we are all ordinary people capable of having an extraordinary impact. Imagine if we all did that on purpose. Join Global Impact Visionary Leader, Intuitive Healer, and Spiritual Mentor, Sue DeMay, for authentic conversations that will inspire you to become more of a healing presence in your work, in your relationships, and in the world. And now, here is your host, Sue DeMay. Welcome to We Are All Healers podcast. I am your host, Sue Jumay, and we are here once again having conversations about how to be a healing presence in the world. And it's all based on the book, our, our new book, We Are All Healers. Ordinary people with extraordinary intention will heal the world. And if you're inspired to pick up the book, you can get it at any of the online bookstores. It's available in ebook version and print version as well. So as we continue our conversation, it's really about sparking the insights and ideas and giving everybody kind of just this conscious intention on showing up in the world differently and on purpose in a way that would actually help facilitate healing for ourselves, but also healing for others. So our presence becomes healing. Our presence is actually healing, whether we realize it or not. But when we do that with intention, it has a greater impact in the world. And we leave a lot more of a lasting imprint on people's lives. So we're having conversations with all the authors. And I'm really excited to have Miranda here with me today. Miranda and I have known each other for a long time and we were connected way back when I had my studio and she was an energy healer student. And then we kind of disconnected for almost a decade, it felt like. And then suddenly we found ourselves back connecting and communicating again and, and um, working together in some capacity. And of course, she fell to heart yes to be an author and share a story in the book, which I was really grateful for. So welcome, Miranda. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's great to chat with you and mm -hmm. nice to be reconnected. Mm -hmm, definitely. So when I'm going to jump right back to when you first came into the studio, when you were, there was four students that came in to be practicum students at my mind body studio. And at the time I was doing fertility yoga, and fertility support groups and stuff. When you, when you came in out of the four, the, there was something about our connection I felt right away I just said I'm like mm, there's something about her I'm not sure what it is but there was a real strong connection for me on my end your presence at the time was very grounding centering um very mm, it it actually just just brought because at the time there was a lot going on for me my energy was buzzy and you had this way of kind of helping me land is the best way to say it. So when I, when you worked with me or when we were together talking, I could feel like you just helped me land and your presence was very powerful for me and inspiring for me because it actually brought me 
to kind of shifted me onto a path of being more and more open to myself, my, my work as a healer, but also my work energetically. So I was doing all the physical, like the yoga and coaching and, you know, the mind body stuff that way, but the energy piece was kind of left to the side and you helped me bring that in and integrate it. So, yeah. So your presence at that time was, it was obviously meant to be because it was very synchronistic, but um, I just want to acknowledge you for that. And thank you for, for being so willing and open at that time to, to show up and be. (laughs) So Tell me a little bit about the idea of being a healing presence for you. What does that mean and how does that show up in your life today? I think it's really changed over the years. Um, but I think if I boil it down, oh, there's a couple of facets. Some of it for me is listening because I think people just want to be heard. And I think sometimes just listening without offering advice and not trying to solve a problem, just being present with someone's story, with someone's pain, whatever they're going through or their joy. Sometimes people want to be witnessed in things that are going really well for them. And so that's a huge part of it. Um, And then the flip side of that, I think is sharing, is speaking, is doing what we're doing through this book, which is saying, okay, here's something that was a real challenge for me. And I'm going to be vulnerable enough to share it with whoever might be interested in hopes that that might help them. So it's kind of two sides of the same coin. It's the the speaking and communicating, and then it's just the, and listening. So I think that's, that's the the core of it for me. Mm-hmm. And it, and, and it's, we can listen really deeply to others and, you know, to even listening to the silence, like, I'm like, I love, I love listening. Cause like, for me, listening is not just physical ears. It's like really listening, like really listening with all your senses. Right. And there's listening to what's going on around and within people's lives and, and for like listening to the, what they're saying and listening to what they're not saying, feeling into, you know, what's really being said, even if it's not words. Mm-hmm on the outside and then there's the like listening here within ourselves like within our heart you know listening to what we need and what's happening inside of ourselves so I I feel like for me I, I agree listening is is such a key aspect and mm-hmm. all of us could do more listening for sure and then it feels like branches on the trees because you're right there's the listening to the active listening to someone who's in in front of you or you know on the other end of the phone or whatever but then there's that listening to self and then that kind of extends up to listening to guidance you know and I feel like since working on this book that's really helped me to hone that in again and now I feel like I'm just following the breadcrumbs you know just listening to guidance and seeing um, what's presenting itself next and it doesn't necessarily all make sense in the moment um but following that guidance and knowing that it feels right and it feels true so this is just I guess just a different kind of listening mm-hmm. yeah. yeah more of a expanded version of listening mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people are like oh I listen with my ears I'm like mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's a more expanded version of listening that we're talking about yeah can you share a little bit about you know I know you share your story in the book how you were really like deep in in the work as a as a healer sensitive and you're getting messages and then it kind of went dormant for a while 
have woke back up. You don't have to share the whole story, but can you share like that, you know, how, where you were before that, that gap where you were kind of not capable or not willing to, to kind of tune into your intuitive gifts and then how they're waking up again. Can you share a little bit about? Hmm. Yeah, well, obviously it's a much bigger story, but I think in the nutshell version that I was um, doing the healing work and feeling really plugged in, I call it, and, and guided and, and feeling really on what was my path. And then there was a series of deaths in the family and um, illnesses and, and all sorts of things. And I found that I just couldn't, uh, well, couldn't and wasn't willing, it, it was actually both, to be able to see things kind of in the future, see how things were unfolding. And I, I, you know, as a big dreamer, so I would have um, precognitive dreams and, and I just, it just absolutely fried my system to be seeing all these things unfolding that I had no control over. And I know there's a whole nother plan when people pass away and it's, you know, but in the moment of that, I just couldn't do anymore. I was raising teenagers. I was working, I was doing all these different things and it was just too much. And so I just bit by bit kind of shut down as a kind of a protective mechanism. I mean, it's easy to see it looking back at the time. I didn't really know that I was doing it. Yeah. So just that, just that withdrawing. And then I feel for me, the more I shut down, the more that I didn't realize that I was shut down because it was just, just narrowed my focus to just surviving. And it was pure fight or flight. And certainly what I've learned is that, um, you know, intuition and guidance and all of those things that flow um, when you're connected don't happen when you're in fight or flight. At least they didn't for me. It, it just, it literally becomes just survival. So, yeah, so that was kind of what happened. And then um, just little bits and pieces unfolding and then a, out of the blue, text from you saying hey do you want to write something in a book and I'm thinking no <laughs> no I do not you know and then just this little nudge saying but remember <laughs> you know there's still this other world out there this thing that you used to be connected to and it, it's just a whisper at first it wasn't a hell yeah but it was it was just a whisper and I thought I feel like I'm missing something what am I missing you know and so I got out some of my books and I got out some of my you know things that used to inspire me and it just came flooding back in yeah yeah and some you know incorporating the movement and that was an interesting piece for me because like you said at the beginning when we first met I was doing very much the energetic piece you were doing the physical piece and that's what helped your presence helped ground me in the physical body because I was kind of all out here with energy. And so it was interesting that that was kind of the time as I was working to get back in my physical body, you know, if you've got a lot of emotional pain and then I had some physical pain going on, it's really easy to want to get up and out. And so what I was working on was, you know, trying to get back in the physical body and move some of that physical pain that I felt was a manifestation of some of the, the trauma. And so for you to reach out at that time and, you know, and for us to connect and for you to hold that um, template for me of being in the body, it was, it was really interesting timing. So yeah, despite all of my fear, I just said, yeah, what the heck I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And it was, it was quite a process. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate you being 
willing, even though you were at a moment of resistance or a little bit <laughs> more than a moment, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but I think that's where the juice is, right? Oh, like, totally. Yeah. That and yeah. Do it anyway. yeah. A lot of the authors had, I think majority, I can't say all of them, but majority of them had some form of resistance at some point, even myself, I, you know, we, when we're writing and sharing like a part of ourselves and, and an intimate, you know, story, especially like yours, it's like, it, it, it's bound to bring up those feelings of resistance. And that's the good news that that's good news. People think, Oh no, I'm feeling resistance. It's a bad thing. I'm like, no, that's a good thing. Cause it's actually pointing to, and it's bringing it to the surface so that you can actually do something with it. So we can actually heal it. So I talk about that in the book, like our triggers being fingers pointing to what is left over within us or those aspects of ourselves that we need to look at and heal. And we can use those opportunities instead of, you know, seeing them as like resist, resisting the resistance. Basically, a lot of people end up resisting the resistance instead of leaning into it and allowing it and embracing it, which is what I saw you do through the process of like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm feeling a yes to write this book. I'm not sure how I feel, or I'm not sure what story even, you know, what yeah. aspects of my story I'm willing to share, right? So there was some, even some hesitation around that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the, the I, I got this vision of you, like you had the tap open and things were flowing and then you shut the tap off completely mm -hmm. and then you let it start trickling again. You're like, oh, maybe I'll just turn it on a little bit. Yeah. So now after you've kind of had the experience of writing the book, the book is now out and published and people can read it. Where, where are you feeling now? Like how do you, how connected do you feel now compared to when you first started writing the book or you first started writing your story and saying yes to it? Uh, yeah. Night and day. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel that I've, um, it helped me kind of retrieve some pieces of myself. Um, it helped me be, and it's not about going backwards because I'm very much in a different place than before I shut down, but it feels like the good parts of, of going back and, and claiming what, you know, what it was and how I felt before, and then adding in the new of who I am now, and especially through my experiences and, and being shut down, like the, that, that's, that's a learning in itself to know what it's like to live a guided life and then an seemingly unguided life. I mean, I think we're always guided, but you know, to just be not open to any of that and to, yeah, to feel physical and emotional pain. And, you know, there was times where I talked to counselors and I thought, okay, there's nothing wrong with that as a modality, but I don't need to talk this out anymore. I have got to get this stuff out of my body. Like my head gets it. Even my heart gets it to a certain degree that this is what happened. And now we got to move on and whatever, but wow, those pockets of energy that sit and stagnate and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, each thing is sort of a about myself, it was like just popping open and then, okay, now what? And then another bit of information or learning. And I just, I feel like a little kid again. I feel like I'm all fizzed up and ready to like burst out of the champagne bottle, you know? And, and that's a really amazing feeling after being just dark ugh, and just, yeah, depressed and lethargic and ugh, sticky for so long. So yeah, it's, it's quite a, I feel quite a transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I've, I've witnessed quite the transformation you, because I saw you before we had a little visit in when you were still kind of s sitting in it. 
Mm -hmm. and, then, and then after that, we reconnected around the book. So I could, I definitely had that opportunity to kind of peek into the window of those different phases for you. And I definitely feel like your energy has changed. You, I do feel like a childlike energy, like, um, um, like a, a joy bubbling, like a, mm -hmm. you know, anticipation and excitement yeah. of what's possible now. Um, at the yeah. same time, I feel like you're really grounded still in it. So it feels good. Thank you. I also see like, you know, when you talk about, so this is really good because a lot of people, when they hear people's different stories, they hear stories of like, you know, suffering and pain and grief and turmoil. And then, and then the story stays there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, people are, they don't really have like hope or inspiration necessarily from it. But your story is really about like the journey from being connected, feeling disconnected and kind of in that dark, heavy space like you talk about, and then coming back into the light or coming back into this, this lightness or different way of being again. And I feel like that a lot of people are experiencing that even just through the pandemic. Cause it's like, you know, how there's that some people had a window of like, you know, a break from, from the world and from life and from work. Other people found that, you know, that isolation was really heavy. And I think a lot of people right now are really struggling to, to figure out like, well, how do I be in my life now, you know, with this, a new way of being, because we're not going to get back what was, and we don't really want, although we think we want what was, we don't on a, on a soul level, on a heart level, we're actually meant to evolve. This is a, um, this whole experience in the last three years with the pandemic is an evolution, an opportunity for an evolution for us and for, for us to be able to be that, just say yes to that, to be different in life, just to be different and, and embrace what is happening now. And how can I be the best version of me now? How can I show up in the best way for me personally and for others? If we focus on here and now, where we are now, we can honor what has happened. We can honor the grief. We can honor the trauma, the, the pain, the suffering. It's like, we're not bypassing that. We're not ignoring that. We can honor it. And at the same time, we've got to go through the process of, of what's left over. Because if we keep holding those leftovers, like you say, it's going to show up in the body as pain. It's going to show up as discomfort, tension, injury, illness, all those kinds of things. And when you and I were working together, we were combining the yoga and the energy healing. We, we learned how to do that together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that time, I kept saying, the physical body keeps getting left behind, like in the healing, the physical body keeps getting left behind. So I was always looking for a way to bring the physical into the talk therapy, in through, into the energy healing, into, because it's like, it has to all be integrated. It's so important. And I know you had that experience where you're recognizing that we can't leave one piece of the puzzle out. It's so true. And and we're here having a physical experience. We have these physical bodies. And as much as we want to be spiritual people or energetic people and all these things, and those are all really valid, we have to remember that we're in physical bodies, you know? So yeah, it's all these components that that um, need to come together and every, every, every bit needs attention, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
the the thing I often say to people, I'm like, you know, we have to honor what's happening in our humanness. You know, you can be spiritual, you can be a healer, you can do all those things. We also have to acknowledge and honor what's happening in your humanness. So when people come to me and I, I just went through the whole grief process with my mom and I'm still moving through that, you know, after she passed and it's, it's a, it's an interesting journey dancing between my spiritual spirituality and my truth and knowing what is really like where she is and what's happening now with her. And then the physical, you know, the physical letting go, because yeah. there's a moment the other day I was driving somewhere and I'm like, Oh, I'll just call my mom. And I'm like, no, no, you know, well, not on the physical. I'm like, okay, mom, I'm calling you, you know, let yeah. me call you this way. And even on my birthday, I was almost like still waiting for a phone call from her. Um, so I just asked her to, you know, send me a sign as a phone call, you know, and I had a few different visions come in or different experiences in nature that came in that made it like just I knew she was there. So we have to honor our humanness no matter where we are in our spirituality and our level of consciousness we have to honor what's going on on the human level um, mm. including the physical body like you say yeah, yeah. and then go do laundry and you know yeah, like exactly you know have an amazing connection with a you know deceased loved one and then make dinner and then you know it's like yeah balancing all of those yeah. those bits <laughs> yeah, I had the the quote that keeps running through my head is, um, I think it's a Zen or Buddhist quote, where they say, before enlightenment, chop wood, fetch water. After enlightenment, chop wood, fetch water. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly it. That's exactly you're still doing those things, but yeah. your experience or your awareness or your consciousness of what's happening while you're doing those things change. So you know, if I'm vacuuming or doing dishes or well, going for a walk in nature, my state of being is the same. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm aware. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm present. I'm experiencing all that the moment holds. I'm not going, oh, these dishes and vacuum. Like if I'm there, I'm in my head and I'm not present. I'm complaining or I'm fretting about something. So I do my best to approach my life as like everything is a meditation yeah, yeah everything is an opportunity for mindfulness absolutely and and vacuuming and housework can be a moving meditation I love moving meditations um I find that it really kind of gets into the nooks and crannies in a, in a different way for me than if I'm just sitting and I, I like sitting meditations too but it's just another way to um you know bring um attention and awareness to something you have to do anyway so why not make it part of your practice it sounds like you do that kind of thing too. Yeah. And, and the whole idea of being a healing presence in the world is, is about your state of being present. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, just start there. Don't worry about how you're influencing or impacting others. Just start with how can I be present to what I'm doing right now? Mm -hmm. Or how can I be present to the emotions I'm holding back? How can I be present? That, that's really what it is, is being a healing presence, is just being present. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so simple. <laughs> it's a life's work. It, it is. It's, it's a practice. And yeah, it is. Yeah. It does get easier for sure, the more and more you practice it. And I think the more you practice it, that I feel like the 
the field or whatever you like to call it, um, gives feedback and we get some of those synchronistic events and we get those signs in nature and we get those things and then it feels like a confirmation and it makes you want to do it more. You know, the more present I am, the more present I want to be because my outer world is in better flow and it and reflects that back to me. Yeah. Yeah. I often will look at, you know, nature and see you know, a chipmunk sitting and eating a nut, you know, or a horse just sitting and eating the grass, the cows just sitting and chewing their cud, you know, because we live in the kind of just near the country. So we're often driving through and you see the goats just walking around or jumping on like, you know, jumping on hills or trying to get up onto the top of like, you know, the mud hill or whatever. And it's like, they're just so present. Like, they're just so like, this is like, this is this moment, you know, it's just, they're not fretting like we do. Humans just a lot and we worry a lot and we are concerned a lot yeah we have a lot of fear programming and stuff like that what are some of the tools I know you mentioned moving meditations and stuff like that there's some other tools or some other things that you use that help you kind of be present to the mm-hmm. moment I do a lot of walking in the form of of um, moving meditation um, and some like I say some sitting meditations too I do I love reading and gathering information. And then I like to process that through movement. Um, and then the other thing for me that's huge is sound healing. Yeah, yeah. And and um, especially with um, tuning forks and moving, it really helps to move stuck energy I've discovered. Um, so that's, yeah, that's been really, really helpful for me. Um, and then I'd like to start to play with what it would be like to have that sound and movement together, you know, so the way that we used to incorporate the yoga therapy and the energy work, that's kind of where I'm, I'm playing at now. What, what happens when we, when we play those sounds and those tones that are loosening up things that are stuck in the field, and then we start moving the physical body as well. Like what's, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind like- of where Moving, moving out the density mm-hmm. with movement and with with mm-hmm. the sound frequencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know where that'll take me, but that's that's where the breadcrumbs are leading. So I'm just I'm just going with it. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. And and you following the guidance is like just moment to moment breadcrumbs. Following the guidance is 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 such a beautiful way of living and being. That's that's how I live my life how do you stop yourself from maybe getting a couple steps ahead? Like, how do you trust that it's breadcrumb by breadcrumb mm. following that kind of guided recipe? <laughs> I know yeah, it's a work in progress. Sometimes I get so enthusiastic that I have to really catch myself and say, okay, you know, reel it in. We'll worry about that stuff when we get there. Just, you know, take a breath. And and like I say, it's just, it's, I keep coming back to the movement and the walking and, you know, having my feet on the ground is what helps me keep grounded. And when I'm grounded, that connection seems stronger somehow. And then this, the, the guidance gets really strong. Okay, this, and it might seem out of step with what I was just doing, but then somehow they, it just blends back together. And so, oh, I get it. I had to learn this and then learn that. And then gathering all these little bits and pieces in my basket. And then suddenly I have something that I wasn't expecting right in front of me. Yeah. So, I mean, again, just practice. It's like 
like training a dog. I mean, you have dogs, you know, it's like sit, stay, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, constantly, um, just coming back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Retraining the brain. Well, it's almost like making the brain a little bit more obedient instead of this like dog running through the gate and running off and not listening. That's the mind sometimes. The, the oh, yeah. you know, the mind just goes off and especially the ego mind kind of takes us on these tangents. So yeah. I I often will say, you know, what's happening now, like what now? And it kind of brings me back to like here and then what's in front of me, like what's the step now? Like what now? Mm-hmm. Are the words I use and I like um, that, yeah. Yeah. And then just like for me too, being in nature and, and really being present and, you know, even when I'm walking through, we we walk through this one trail and it's all trees and there's a pond and there's ducks and there's wood ducks and chipmunks and squirrels and all that. So they they bring me like, they'll flutter in front of me and they'll stop, you know, and I bring my awareness to them, but -hmm. also just even different ways that the sunlight comes in on the trees like I could look at the same tree one day and the next tree it looks different so just paying attention to those details and 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 appreciating those little details I find really help too is just really being present to the details of what's around you and what's happening within and around you mm-hmm. yeah because like you say that the same I often walk a, a similar route and the same spaces have different stories every day and I've done that same route for probably, well, over a decade. And there's always something different that I didn't notice. And exactly what you said of the sunlight or a different animal or a different flower in bloom or, you know, and those things do keep you in the present moment if you're focused on that. I mean, I'm a huge like hamster wheel brain person. And it just, when it gets going, I'm like hijacked, you know, so nature is a really good way of just, okay, well, what about this flower? And I take a lot of um, photos when I'm out and that helps me, you know, cause then my eyes are looking for things to be focused on that are right here, right now and not out here. Yeah. The beauty, like, how do you capture the beauty of what you're seeing? That's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, my eyes are looking for it. Whereas for years I would do that route and, you know, my eyes were probably on the ground you know, not even looking at my surroundings. I was just trying to get through the day. And so to be looking up with different eyes and, um, and yeah, looking for things that are filled with beauty and filled with, you know, that is just, it's inspiring in a different kind of way. Yeah. It's being present in the doing. Mm -hmm. So when you're what, like, I love what you're saying when you're walking, a lot of people are just looking down, even just walking on the sidewalk, people are just like, they're, beelining it for where they want to go they're not even looking around and appreciating or noticing you know the people around them making you know making eye contact smiling just noticing what's happening around us it's like so being present in the doing so I call it being in the doing yeah is part of being a healing presence it's part of being a loving presence it's part of just like actually appreciating life as it's occurring in the moment that it's occurring instead of being so focused on where we're going in the future, we, we miss out on life. It's occurring right now. And we miss mm-hmm. out on so much of it when we're not allowing ourselves to be present and be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for joining me for this conversation. Yeah. yeah it felt like we were just sitting at the table, having coffee, you know? <laughs> good old chats. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, that's what it's all about. That's what the book is all about is like, we are all healers because we can all be a healing presence for each other. We can all listen 
We can all be present with nature. We can all be present with each other. We can be present with ourselves. And, and I want, I just want people to realize how much of a gift that is. Mm -hmm. And I, and I do feel like with all the separation and division that happened with the pandemic, I feel like more people are appreciating the connection now more than ever. Which is, you know, let's look at, you know, I know we're not going to talk about what happened, but let's talk about what is different now and what we can do differently now, which is what the book is all about. It's like, where are we now and what can we do differently now to help us feel more unified and more connected again and show up as love or peace or unity, compassion. That's what the world needs now. So, mm -hmm. and this book can give you different ideas and different stories that can spark that, you know, in your life and, and how it would show up or how it's meant to show up for each of us. So, and it only takes a spark. You take that spark and it can lead you in infinite directions. It's just that, yeah, that spark. So that spark. And then the word I'm hearing for you, because we talked about it is like, follow the yes. Like when you, and the yes is there, just like lean into the yes. It's like, okay, I'm feeling the yes. I'm just going to go for it. Even though I don't know what this is for. I don't know where it's going to lead me. Like deep trust, blind faith, follow that. Yes. And, and trust that, you know, you're gathering the pieces of, you know, that puzzle, or you're gathering all the pieces in the basket. And then all of a sudden one day it'll be like, Oh, that's where my heart was leading me. Well, that's mm -hmm. why. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. And um, thank you for everybody who's joined us and who's listening to these, the podcast series and joining us for changing how we are being in the world and recognizing that we all have the potential to contribute to the healing of the whole. And the more we do that on purpose, the greater the impact we can have. So thank you all for being here and for listening each episode and for sharing this episode with others that you feel inspired to share it with. Until next time, love and blessings. Thank you for joining our global healing movement and podcast inspired by the international best-selling book. We are all healers. Ordinary people with extraordinary intention will heal the world. Order your copy today on your favorite online bookstore. A hundred percent of the royalties go to support our Heart Love Living Foundation humanitarian projects. Together, we can uplift humanity and unify us in love for each other and our planet.